Welcome to the Fear and Greed Daily Interview. I'm Sean Aylmer. It's never been easier for Australian investors to access international markets, but with those markets being battered by rising interest rates and other global factors, it's been a pretty wild ride at times. Throw in the Aussie dollar and, well, who knows where it's been going. So as 2022 draws to a close, what should investors be looking for and what does 2023 have in store? Remember, this is general information only and you should speak to a professional advisor before making investment decisions. We've talked a lot this year to the team at Wilson Asset Management because they have a range of listed investment companies covering everything from micro caps to alternative assets. Katrina Burns is the lead portfolio manager at Wham Global and joins me this morning from New York. Katrina, welcome back to Fear and Green. Thanks so much for having me. How would you describe the environment for global investors this year or for Australian investors wanting to invest internationally? I'd say it's been an environment of complexity but opportunity. It has been an incredibly dynamic operating environment for companies themselves in that really over the last three years since since the pandemic hit, you had those obviously those initial supply chain disruptions, you had enormous fiscal monetary policy response, then throw in this year Ukraine war, which exacerbated, you know, supply chain pressures and energy supply issues caused for Europe. And then we had following on from that inflation levels not seen in in 40 years and the subsequent central bank responses, as you alluded to. So it's certainly been a very dynamic operating environment, both for the companies and for, for global investors. I'd say what we're seeing now is economies around the world, depending on what stage they are of those central bank increases, starting to see economic growth slow. But at the same time, we are seeing inflation in certain areas like freight and used car prices, et cetera, thankfully coming down. And so we are working through some of some of those inflation headwinds. The piece that's still still a bit of a wait and see is is around wages, and and in some areas of the world you are seeing some some inflation pressure there. So what what we'd say for markets generally is it's dynamic. We are seeing in terms of that slowing economic growth, particular sectors like housing, for example, which is very interest rate sensitive, see falling demand. But other areas like healthcare are continuing to motor along, seeing significant amount of investment. So it's it's very much a stock pickers market. There are lots of opportunities because various share prices have, have come under pressure but it's dynamic and, and you have to stay close to the companies in our mind. It, 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 I mean, it, kind of the theme from the last year or so seems to be in with respect to, what's his name, Zaphod, Zaphod Beeblebrox and Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, don't panic. That seems to be the theme from the last 12 months or so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what about as you look forward, you're talking about opportunities and you mentioned healthcare. What are some of the themes that you're thinking about over the next 12 months for the WAM Global Investment Portfolio? Absolutely, yeah. So we do see a lot of opportunities. I mean, what what we've seen with the um, with with the market volatility as, is that you have seen valuations across the board be hit by those rising interest rates. But what you have seen is that some companies' actual earnings have been very stable and continued to grow. 
And they're the sorts of businesses that we love to invest in where their earnings are relatively stable. They can continue to grow through any macroeconomic environment. And there are a number of themes that that we've identified that we love exposure to across the portfolio. And one of those areas is health and wellness, which, you know, we think post-COVID, the, the focus on healthcare has only increased you certainly have demographic tailwinds when you look across the world in ma- in many places, and and as as you see with people aging, and as you know, I know and my I see from my parents, etc. You know, people utilize the healthcare system more and more as they age. I think that's a that's a great thematic. We've got various other thematics that we think have have strong durability through any cycle, such as things like infrastructure underbuild, particularly in places like like the US where I am data and analytics, the digitization of payments and, and, and automation. We think all of those thematics really do have longevity. You know, there will be cycles. There, there's cycles in mar- markets, there's cycles in economies, but these thematics we think are very, you know, very much enduring and can continue, will continue to play out over the next decade and beyond. I mean, a couple of names I know that you've spoken about previously. Thermo Fisher Scientific, it's a medical technology company. Just tell us what it does and why you like it. Yeah, sure. So this is a business we've invested since the start of the WAM Global Fund. They deliver medical instruments and services to pharmaceutical companies, academia, laboratories doing diagnostics. And this is a really a case of a business that in the health and healthcare sector, you can have companies that are very exposed to trial risk, a particular tr- clinical trial, et cetera, and, and, you know, where the outcome's very binary. And they're not the kind of businesses that we love to invest in. We love prefer to invest in those picks and shovel businesses where they don't care which modality you know, grows the fastest, which clinical trial is successful. They just sell to everyone and, and sell those instruments and services. So we think it's it's a great example of that. This is a really high quality management team that have consistently delivered, you know, double digit earnings growth for over a decade. And they've been really smart with, as unfortunate as it might be, they, they did benefit from COVID in that they were a, a very important supplier, you know, to all the testing, et cetera, that was, was done. And they've been very smart, though, in that they've reinvested the excess cash generated through that into opportunities that will really drive their growth for the, for the next decade. So, yeah, we think it's a, a great business that, you know, has multi-decades of, of growth ahead. Stay with me, Katrina. We'll be back in a minute. My guest today is Katrina Burns, Lead Portfolio Manager at WAM Global. You mentioned infrastructure, and of course, energy infrastructure seems to be a very hot area at the moment. Another company, specific company that you've looked at, Quanta Services, Inc., Yes. So it's a business, you know, I've known for over over 15 years. The US energy grid and, you know, infrastructure is certainly an area that has is is in desperate need of investment, not just because of the underinvestment in the past, but also because, you know, we are seeing renewables introduced into the grid. We are seeing electric vehicles entered into the system and and all of these things put even more pressure on an electric grid that was already relatively underinvested in. 
So we think that Quanta, they are a specialty contractor that that provides the services to upgrade the grid. And and they're, again, they've got a very high quality management team that have, have done a great job executing over time. We think there's a real tailwind in terms of the various infrastructure the pieces of legislation that have been announced in the last last few years, such as the 2021 Infrastructure Jobs Act or the and the Chips Act, and then the the, the more recent IRA, the Inflation Reduction Act. So, I mean, the company's doing incredibly well already and 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 growing well, but these will actually only uh, increase the investment and and provide even more certainty into to the projects that that are being done to invest in upgrading the grid over time. Katrina, I've just thrown an energy infrastructure stock at you, a medical technology stock. How do you get your head around the literally <laughs> thousands of companies on Wall Street and find the ones to pick? <laughs> well, I think, you know, there's an enormous amount of companies that are listed, but I think, you know, we have some very clear parameters around the types of businesses that that we will invest in and are very much grounded in our investment process. And so, you know, we we only look at companies that kind of tick all the boxes of the things we're looking for. And that, that you know, is a number of things, including that we love businesses that have very strong industry positions, outstanding management teams, very solid earnings growth potential, and then reasonable valuations. And, and so we look, we say we're looking for undervalued growth companies around the world, but then we overlay that with the requirement to only buy when we can identify a catalyst that we think will drive the share price higher. So, you know, that can be whether that's an earnings beat potential, whether that's asset divestitures or M&A opportunities, et cetera. So, look, there are a lot of opportunities, but, you know, we need the companies that we're investing in to kind of tick all those boxes. And those two examples we've spoken about, Thermo Fisher Scientific and, and Quanta, for example, both market leaders in their respective sectors as I you know, mentioned, very high quality management teams and very solid earnings growth potential and, and reasonable valuations. So kind of tick all those boxes. Both have consistently, you know, beaten raised earnings over time. So, you know, kind of tick that catalyst box. But yes, yeah, so that's kind of how we narrow down the down the universe from what is a relatively large number of opportunities out there. Okay, one final question, Katrina, because you're on Wall Street. I can't not mention the tech sector. And when I say tech sector, I throw in companies like Tesla into that one. Pretty ordinary year, really. What's going to happen next year? Hmm. Absolutely. It's been a very interesting sector over the last year. And I think there'll be more interest to come here in terms of, like, we've seen, you've just had this phenomenal last few years where, you know, many businesses came to market that should have never they were far too early in their yep. in their life you had businesses that you know had absolutely no need to focus on profitability and were had easy access to to money to grow and that that environment has really changed with rising rates and so i you know it's it's really interesting to see even when you know i attended a conference a, a number of months ago just to get a feel for where the heads of some of these companies were you know the management of these companies were at in terms of seeing the reality that 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 free money is gone and you have to mm. you have to move to profitability and i think some have have re- have got the reality check and are really in cost cutting and drive that let's drive this business to become profitable and others yep. you know are still a bit head in the sand so i think there will be more fallout 
not all these businesses will necessarily survive. So I think, you know, there's certain areas that you don't really want to go near. And then I think there will be, you know, increased M&A. So, I mean, I had a a, uh, fascinating meeting a couple of weeks ago in San Francisco with a tech company there who had said, you know, we're looking at opportunities for mergers and acquisitions in, you know, around us in in the sector. And we had a company that had come to us last year saying we want 300 mil for our business and we just bought it. And and they said, but we just bought it for 10 million. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. there are, you know, this, and that company potentially wouldn't have survived, so they, they have to yeah. do what they can get. There will be more M&A. There will be some businesses that, that don't survive. And then I think there will be opportunities because some of the tech companies have great, you know, business propositions. And if you are, you know, if you can be selective and, and these business, you know, identify the ones that aren't in desperate need of funding requirements, you know, you will find opportunities. Uh, just, I mean, it's a real Wilson asset management thing to look at management. And I mean, you've said this a couple of times, but even with the tech companies, good management really matters in those sorts of companies. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think the ability to recognise that the environment has changed, that you need to you know, potentially change how you've operated your business can be hard if that's how you've operated for however many years. But I think, you know, the good management team's even like even outside the tech set, the good management teams will really shine, particularly when the backdrop gets gets tougher. Yeah, Katrina, thank you for talking to Fear and Greed. Thanks so much. That was Katrina Burns, Lead Portfolio Manager at WAM Global. This is the Fear and Greed Daily Interview. Remember, this is general information only and doesn't take into account your personal circumstances. You should get professional advice before making investment decisions. Join us every morning for the full episode of Fear and Greed, Australia's most popular business podcast. I'm Sean Aylmer. Enjoy your day. 